0: Welcome to If The Walls Could Talk, a series of conversations about smart buildings, connecting key thinkers in the property industry with each other and with you. I'm Jules Barker, Global Director of Product at WideScore, the certification company dedicated to making the world's buildings smarter and better connected. In this episode, we're talking about implementing the right technological foundations, but we've covered a lot more in the series, like smart building planning, user-first design and sustainability. You can find more episodes from the series on our YouTube channel. Our guest today is Silvia Yanes, Director of Innovation and Development at GMP, one of Spain's leading property developers and the first company to have a wide Score and Smart Score certified building in Spain. Silvia, perhaps we could start today with you telling us about GMP and your focus on technology at the company.
1: I would like to start by saying what is our view on smart buildings? Uh, uh, and let's try to think about it this way. Mm, what if a smart building was a person? What would this person be like? Well, I think he she would be trustworthy, supportive, someone who understands your, you and anticipates your needs, inspiring, eco-friendly, and at the end, smart. Overall, a person most people would like to have a long-lasting relationship with. Well, at GMP, we want our buildings to evolve smarter, to be like that person. GMP is an investor, developer, and owner of office buildings in prime locations in Madrid, Spain. And our company mission is to help corporations and their teams to develop their professional activity in our office buildings by providing healthy, sustainable, inspiring, and cost-efficient spaces and services. And we think that smart building is not about technology itself. It is about the outcomes the technology
0: provides. That's brilliant, Sylvia. I couldn't agree more. I think it's so important to connect the outcomes and not start from the technology. So how at GMP do you do that? How do you approach creating a smart building from scratch?
1: The challenge for us is to create a seamless smart building experience that goes further than the functionality of each individual system. And the first step is to define what the building should stand for. We believe that it is very, very important to involve stakeholders in the definition. For example, regarding clients. For us, clients are one of our key stakeholders. What we do, we carry out satisfaction surveys among the employees of our corporate tenants. The results give us learnings on how occupants are using our buildings, how they interact with the building, how technology could improve their customer journey. Our last survey shows that 50% of our occupants are millennials, and this is very important in order to define the proper smart project. And, for example, it highlights the importance of smart functionalities such as occupancy analytics, air control, air quality control, and such as contactless solutions. And these insights help us to develop a smart roadmap
0: and the project. I was also interested to hear about the new development you've just created. How do you make sure that in a new development where you might not yet know the occupiers that you're putting the right technology in at the very beginning?
1: You're right, you're right. We haven't got the uses, but we have the uses we have got the uses of a lot of other buildings and that insight is very useful. So um, we are going to take the, the insights we have got from other buildings users to try to develop uh, this smart project for a new development. But going answering your question, but referring to new developments, we rely on an in-house an external qualified team. We involve our technical department, innovation, property management, customer experience, maintenance, sustainability, and IT. We also select external experts to accompany us throughout the process. The important thing is to define the vision of the new development. For example, in the case of Agroria, the vision was to integrate the nature, the architecture of the building, and the technology. And in fact, the USB for the building is as smart as nature, because we have used the, technolo- the, the nature. The nature is key. The nature is the smart, and we want to be as smart as nature.
0: And if that's the process, Sylvia, for a development, how does it differ for a retrofit of an existing building?
1: Most existing buildings have legacy infrastructure, and usually they have been added, or the systems and the, and the equipment, they have been added over time. So everything functions in a silo, and this is a big challenge. The design of a particular building can also make it difficult to install, to install new equipment. And the existing construction materials and the space limitations can be also a difficult challenge. So we need to take all these things into consideration. And another thing is that very often the retrofitting needs to take place simultaneously to the building's daily operation. And you need to take into consideration the potential impact on the building occupants. But I am very optimistic about the future of retrofitting in our industry. And, and I am very optimistic because there is a key driver that will accelerate the smart retrofitting. It will help to meet decarbonization targets. Buildings account for about, I guess, 39 or 40 percent of the global carbon emissions, and 75 or 85 of today's buildings are expected to be in use by 2050. Buildings not retrofitted will suffer a significant reduction in its value, and becoming a smart is key for the discarbonization.
0: Sylvia, how do you make sure that the technology you put into buildings, and in fact the buildings themselves, are fit for the future?
1: What we think, and this is very important, is that future-ready buildings require the right infrastructure and power resilience in place to support the technology. And we also think that it's important to try to assure scalability by oversizing for additional future telecommunication equipment. Another key factor is uh, to use open standards because open standards helps to future-proof buildings and they provide more choice and flexibility during the life cycle of the, life cycle of the building.
0: You talked about open standards, and that brings us onto the subject of data. How how do you think about data in your building, um, where it comes from and who owns it and and how to make the most out of it?
1: The challenge for a smart building is to aggregate data and convert it into useful information. And you need to convert this data and information that gives you insight and allows you to understand how the building is performing and how the building is being used and how to improve the user experience. What we think is data should be used during during the planning, the construction and the operation of the building. The collaborative data analytics is key because when you have data from more than one building, the insight is more interesting. And also we think that the future of the buildings is to use machine learning and AI. And for using AI, it's better to aggregate the data the data of different buildings and not to have only the data of one specific uh, building. But for defining a strategy regarding data, it is very, very important to define what information is required, what for, and who needs to see that information. I mean, you need to know what kind of information each stakeholder needs and how they need it.
0: Thinking there about aggregating data, what is GMP's approach to that? Do you have your own corporate data lake that you aggregate data into, or do you um, put it into the contracts of your various different technology suppliers.
1: We're using a third party that is helping us uh, to develop an IoT platform. And the data lake is hosted in AWS.
0: That's very forward thinking of you. That's very exciting. I look forward to hearing how that comes on. To what extent are you seeing in the market yet that there is more value attached to a building that has more robust, more future-proof technology or uh, more data attached to it. Are you seeing any evidence yet of that?
1: Well, I'm seeing evidence that smart buildings are preferred by by corporate tenants. And for investors, for example, data will be very important because ESG is becoming a key thing. And uh, if buildings don't become greener, the value will suffer, will suffer. So I am completely sure that data will increase the value of the assets. And if the smart buildings are becoming the preferred ones uh, for the corporate tenants, the value of smart buildings will increase. And it is the case of Arborea. Arborea was completed at the end of 2020. The COVID pandemic was there in March, And it has been the only building in its area that has been successful. We have 70% of occupancy now. Why? Because the building is smarter and because I am completely sure that being smarter is a key reason for uh, selecting a building. And the data of the building is very important because it allows you to use machine learning and to understand what will be the future of that building and how you can improve it. If investors are already doing this, I'm not quite sure, but in the d- d- diligences of the future, it's going to be taken into account for
0: sure. Yeah, I, sh- I share your opinion there, Sylvia, as well. It's it, it, it's clear that smart buildings make a difference in terms of occupier requirements and and immediate leasing outcomes. And it's really exciting to begin to watch those same smart buildings and strong data profiles show up in the investment market in terms of yields of buildings as well. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, My takeaway from this conversation is a couple of things. I think one is the importance of getting the foundation right and engaging with the wider user community, the occupiers to do that. And the second one is the huge value of data and uh, the way it's only gonna increase in the future. But Sylvia, thank you very much indeed for joining us. That was brilliant.
1: SMART score has been very inspiring and very useful for the industry. I hope that more and more buildings become smarter and smarter because this is going to be great for the environment, for the users, for the owners, and for all the stakeholders. Thank you, thank you very much.
0: Well that's it for this episode. Thank you all for listening and if you like what you hear you can subscribe to If The Walls Could Talk using your usual podcast provider. Thanks for listening.